Tonight, we will talk everything about the Cowboys-NFL scouting combine as well as some of the clues that the Cowboys left behind based on some of their interviews. But, you know, I'm not a draft guy. So instead, we're going to get an actual certi certified draft guy on the room tonight. Ladies and gentlemen, introducing none other than president of Blue Chip Scouting, Wordsmith for ADC Sports, and he also does some consulting for IV Life Management. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome Tyler Browning into the show. Tyler, how are you, man? I'm doing well. Uh, thank you for having me. It's a joy to be on here. I've been enjoyed watching your live streams in the past, so great to be here. Awesome. Thank you very much. And of course, uh, man, I wanted to bring somebody in with you know the draft expertise because I was telling you before we went live that every year, man, every year I say, I'm going to watch more prospects. I'm going to study more tape. And I usually do some stuff, but honestly, more than anything, like I watch the Cowboys 30 visits or the interviewees of the combine, but I rarely actually do like the, the legit amount of, of prep work that you need to do for the NFL draft. So I'm excited about uh, talking about this with you and getting that expertise from you. Yeah, absolutely. I look forward to it. Awesome. Well, first and foremost, let me shout out some people here in the YouTube chat. As always, let me tell people that you can check out more Cowboys content over at adcsports.com slash Dallas. And as always, primetime is brought to you by our friends over at freemanmazda.net. And we will talk more about them and the ride of the week in a few moments here on the show. But before we get into any of that, let me shout out some people here. We've got uh, Professor O. Saying, fun fact, Tyler once told me that I am his hero. Tyler, truth or false? Uh, I can neither confirm nor deny. <laughs> okay, that works. Uh, Mark also in the chat. We've got Chris. Uh, Toxic Tom says, I want to draft a GM who is the best on the board. Unfortunately, it does not work that way. Uh, Gregory, Joey Bella, Charlie and Evans, thank you everybody for joining the show. Well, the reason why, the, the reason, well, everyone knows the reason why Tyler is here. He, he nails the draft stuff. He's been doing some very cool draft content for ADC Sports too, and I've enjoyed it a lot. But the timing of it is because of the NFL scouting combine, Tyler. And more specifically, you had a very interesting article that uh, I enjoyed reading, pretty much dissecting the combine interviews of the Cowboys and essentially the Cowboys revealing which position, which positions they're targeting for the NFL draft and one or two come to mind. Let me know what are those for you as I pop up on the screen, the amount, the breakdown, the positional breakdown of the Cowboys visits. Yeah. I mean, it's really no secret. I mean, it's obvious the Cowboys need receiver help as they were linked to OBJ and still are. They end up signing T.Y. Hilton and everyone need, knows they need a CB2. Jerron Bland was great stepping in as a rookie, but there's a lot of, a lot of, excuse me, a lot of times teams are a nickel now. You need a third CB and outside of Diggs and Bland, they haven't really found that yet. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And and we're actually going to get into some interesting names that you mentioned in the article. Like, for example, Brian Branch. Of course, he's a safety. We know him from Alabama, but he plays like a very specific role at Alabama that could translate into the cornerback position. 
in the pros. So we'll get into that. But let's start with the wide receivers. There are several interesting names that we know could be available in the first round. But, you know, just based on the Cowboys interviews and, and uh, the exact number is they interviewed six wide receivers during the NFL scouting combine process. One of them, of course, is Jordan Addison out of USC, everyone's favorite receiver, or at least most people's favorite receiver. There's uh, Jackson Smith and Jigba from Ohio State. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Those are like the prized wide receivers of this class, but uh, difficult to envision them in uh, in the 26th overall pick. Wouldn't you think? Um, I mean, outside of uh, Quentin Johnson, and let me look at my board here real quick. Um, yeah. Yeah. Quentin Johnson, um, Josh Downs, if you consider him that high, like there's not many really other superstar, not superstar, top tier receivers in this class. Um, Addison, he's been falling in mocks lately. Like there's been quite a few. He's been available in simulations. JSN is a, a wild card. Like I know some people have him graded in the second. Some people view him as wide receiver one. He's a big what if in this draft. Okay, okay, interesting. But, you know, you look at the names that the Cowboys interviewed. You've got Addison, you've got Smith and Jigba, Jalen Hyatt from Tennessee, Rakeem Jarrett, Tyler Scott, Mitchell Tinsley. And I thought it was interesting that you mentioned in the article, you know, the traits that they have in common. And you mentioned speed and you mentioned the route running, which, you know, might sound obvious in general maybe but if we're being more specific as to the cowboys you know uh context they need speed on their offense because they've got cd lamb and i think that he's shown that he can be a number one wide receiver michael gallup is more of this x guy he can win uh 50 50 balls he can win vertically at least when healthy but there's not really that speedster on the team because i'm not counting Cavante turpin for obvious reasons but yeah. uh they need some speed on offense. These guys can bring them. Can bring yeah. them. Yeah. And what's like interesting is like they address that kind of with T.Y. Hilton and with the signing that we'll talk about later. I'm sharing Jonathan Hankins on the defensive side, but uh T.Y. Hilton's a speedster. He's a deep threat. And he opened up the offense for the little bit of time he played. And the two speedsters that they interviewed, Jalen High and Tyler Scott, they didn't test as well as many expected, like they ran, Tyler Scott ran a 4-4-4 and Jalen Hyatt ran a 4-4 flat. Most people project them to hit 4-3, so I don't know if the track was slow, what was going on, but it wasn't a great showing running from the receivers, but the Cowboys are interested in speed this year. Yeah, and I agree, but like, and and it becomes, how do you, you you followed this more closely than I have for sure over the last few years too. How much weight do you think the Cowboys front office? And I know this varies from scout to scout, from front office to front office. But how how much weight would you expect the Cowboys to put on the forty yard dashes from these guys respectively, as opposed to the game speed that you can see on tape? With it being a common theme that everyone ran slower than expected, I don't think it will be very much of a factor in their minds. Like, they're going to see on tape that Hyatt and Scott are burning people, torching. So I think that will factor into their mind more. 
Yeah, you mentioned you mentioned T.Y. Hilton. Speaking of speed, you mentioned that archetype of a wide receiver, and I love that uh, somebody here mentioned Iceberg Slim already did. He said, "Give me Safe Flowers," and Safe Flowers became everyone's favorite pet cat uh, early in the draft process, and it it has been so fun because it, it always happens. Like every year, we, a, a particular fan base starts talking about one specific player, and we start referring to him as a pet cat, and then suddenly. Turns out that everyone loves him. Daniel Jeremiah from NFL Network on a press conference call compared Safe Flowers to T.Y. Hilton. And he he was like very insisting on it. He, he, he loved that comparison apparently. Do you see that in Safe Flowers? Are you buying the hype on a guy like Flowers? Or do you think uh, maybe he's not as, as, as high of a prospect as many people would expect? So on my first watch through, I gave him around a round two slash three type of range. Obviously, people are projecting him much higher, so he's on my rewatch list. Um, I think the offense at Boston College probably limited him a lot, and I didn't take enough of that into my evaluation. So it's really tough to say. Like To me right now, I would say he's a slot-only guy that everyone says – oh, he can play outside because the routes he runs, but the NFL still hasn't really adapted like that. We see people route defenders up at the Senior Bowl every year. Do they get to play a slot or outside? Not too yeah. often. Yeah, that, that makes sense. Uh, let's see here. We need Hopkins, Steve Miller. Professor O says, Jackson Smith and Jigba is my number one wide receiver. Let's see. Somebody else mentioned a different prospect. Tank Dell from Houston. I know that some people love Tank Dell. Just overall, overall, before we move on from the wide receivers, who are some guys that you would be really looking at with the first round pick for the Cowboys that you could see as realistic choices for the team based on what they like and how they draft? Um, the first one, the Cowboys did interview in Jordan Addison. I think he, if he's there, he's a legit option. Jason is another one. He's a very legit option. I know I was lower on him, but he could easily be wide receiver one, like Professor O said. Would not be surprised if he was there, if he was a pick. Um, Quentin Johnson, I don't think he'll be there. Um, other, I don't really see many uh first round first round wide receivers this year to be honest how about the the, the day two day three range because uh, i've heard that that you know there aren't as many wide receivers as there were maybe last year but at, what about the mid-range receivers second round third round even fourth round or is that a a spot in which you could see the cowboys targeting the the need because it is a big need for dallas right now so i wonder how much risk is there if you don't sign somebody in free agency and you like they usually, you know, operate and getting to the draft without having that need solved? Yeah, there's actually a lot. Uh, let's see. 12 of the receivers out of the 13 I've watched are second and third round guys. That's names right. like Josh Downs, Tyler Scott, Kayshawn Boutte, depending on how his interviews and everything go out. Um, I have JSN with a high two right now, but he's a rewatch guy for me. Rasheed Rice from SMU, Parker Washington from Penn State, Jalen Hyatt from Tennessee. Zay Flowers is there for me, but he's a rewatch guy as well. Cedric Tillman from Tennessee, 
Jaden Reed from Michigan State. Uh, my sleeper that I want to talk about in a little bit for the Cowboys, uh, Bryce Ford Wheaton out of West Virginia, Xavier Hutchinson, Iowa State. I mean, there's a lot of talent on in rounds two and three this year. Let's get into the sleeper. Let's do it. Let's. I love talking about the sleepers, man. West Virginia, what do you see in him? Is he a fit for the Cowboys? Let me know. So, first off, when I saw like him play live this year, I'm just like, okay, he's a contested catch demon. He's not going to be able to separate. Like, he's just a throw it up and it's my ball type of guy. All he right. blew everyone away with the combine. He ran in the uh, 438, 33.5 inch arms. He's 6'4, 221. Has a 1-5-4 10-yard split, which is the first 10 yards of the 40-yard dash. Has a 41-inch vertical and a 10.09 broad jump. He got a 9.96 RAS, which is 12th all-time. And if he did not do an agility test, which Calvin Johnson did not do, he would have tied Calvin Johnson with a perfect RAS relative athletic score in the combine. Did you, did you expect that coming in? I mean, maybe not like as historic as a performance but you were in love with this guy coming into the combine like i knew he was the jump ball guy like i knew he was gonna win contested catch i did not see this from his game at all so i went and watched him today and i was not disappointed he's fun. all right, all right. Where, where would you envision him going like in terms of your round um i have him graded as a solid three right now which with athletic testing he may be boosted up a little bit so you might have to take him at the end of two, but I mean, at 9.96 RAS, 4.38 speed, that's legit at 6.4. Yeah, those are insane numbers. Those are insane numbers. Now, that's that's a wide receiver. The Cowboys also had a lot of interviews uh, that caught our eyes in terms of numbers, cornerback and safety. And I know that, uh, you know, Maybe it's not entirely fair to jump from offense to defense like that, but uh, just based on the numbers, I'm going to do this. They interviewed nine cornerbacks in the combine, and they interviewed seven safeties. There are some interesting names in there. We mentioned this earlier. Brian Branch listed as a safety, but of course, he can be maybe like this sort of nickelback in the NFL like he was over at Alabama playing that star position, that nickel position that you yeah. mentioned in the article. Uh, especially in the seven world, in the brackets world of Nick Saban, he can have, he needs to have versatility because he will carry the verticals. He will be involved in versus the run. He will do a lot of that stuff. So overall, out of the cornerbacks and the safeties that the Cowboys uh, interviewed, Brian Branch obviously is a first rounder uh, kind of guy, but do you envision that being a strong possibility for the Cowboys with the 26th overall pick based on the guys they talked to? Uh, yeah, I mean, they interviewed my favorite player in the class and Devon Witherspoon, but oh, yeah. he's a guy you're going to have to trade up in the top 10 for. Like, he's not escaping that. So not too sure what they're trying to tell us there. Maybe it's smokescreen. I don't know. But uh, they interviewed Christian Gonzalez. Wait, they did not interview Christian Gonzalez. My bad. They interviewed Julius Brents, Emmanuel Forbes, Keenly Ringo, Joey Porter, and among others. But those are the main names. The only one I view as a solidified round one player is Joey Porter. Yeah. Uh, junior. Um, 
He has the arm length DQ loves. He's 99th percentile in that. Uh, 9.65 RAS score. Uh, 40 was okay, but it was like good enough to check your boxes. Like you're not going to be worried about him. Um, Emmanuel Forbes, he could get into conversation. He's a ball hawk. He has he had like three pick sixes this year. So he's a guy I have in the second, but when you're picking at 26, like, you're looking at second round players usually. So Julius Prince is another long arm guy, but he's around three type of guy. So, I mean, t- corner could very well be in play depending on how the board falls. And here's, here's an, an interesting question for you out of those guys who to you screams may, maybe without accounting, of course, uh, maybe without accounting Devin Witherspoon, because of his talent level overall, who do you screams Dan Queen? Dan Queen type defensive back, long, tall, lengthy, physical. Who's who screams that to you? I'm torn between Emmanuel Forbes and Keely Ringo. Both have very long arms. Both run well. I can't exactly remember what Keely Ringo ran. I think it was a little bit disappointing given his height, but I mean, not. A lot of people ran slow at the combine, so I don't know how much stock he put into the testing again, but Emmanuel Forbes definitely seems like a DQ type of guy. Okay. That's I mean, and I ask specifically because the Cowboys have done that, right? In recent in, in recent drafts, they have drafted Dan Queen type defensive backs. And sometimes they've even like to to us to the you know, general public, it felt like reaches at times. Like when a Sean Wright was picked, for example, I remember that uh, a lot of people were like, wait, you know, Sean Wright at this stage? Uh, and even even they were on Bland. I think that by the time that the Cowboys picked, they were on Bland. It was more of like, okay, we trust Dan Quinn. But we were also kind of surprised at the pick maybe at the time. Uh, so I, I could see them, you know, just pulling that surprise uh, on draft day. I have another sleeper if you're interested at CB. Man, hey, that, that this is the reason why you're here, Tyler. You're here to, to give us the sleepers. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we know the Cowboys love big school guys, so immediately he does not fit this bill, but everything else he does, 32-inch arms, 81 and 5'8's wingspan. At worst, he's going to run a 4-4-1, and he measured in – uh, it's 6-1, borderline 6-2. Isaiah Bolden out of Jackson State. Ooh. Coached by Deion Sanders. So yeah. there could be some backdoor plugs for the Cowboys. I don't know, but he's legit talented. I have a fourth-round grade on him. I'd be comfortable taking him anywhere 4-7, to seven, honestly. Man, and, and the Deion Sanders thing has to be like, a big plus for him, right? Because yeah. he, he was fantastic over there in Jackson State. And if we're talking specifically about defensive backs, I think he might be one of the few coaches that you are fully all in on saying, oh, Dion will play a role into that. Oh, yeah. I, so I was like, I made the connection today when I was making notes. I'm like, wait, Dion coach. I'm like, there is a shot. Yeah. Did you see like, uh, when I don't know how many games you, you studied from him, but did you see like any sort of very noticeable improvement just based on, you know, thinking that uh, tr- from game to game, thinking about the Deion Sanders development there? 
Um, let me pull up my scouting report real quick. Yeah, in the meantime, I can check out some of the questions here in the show. Killer Ringo says, Iceberg Slam was a 436, 6207. He's fast. Uh, DJ Turner says, Iceberg Slam 426 for Michigan. Uh, Joey Bella says, Ryan Nall is a beast, too, in case y'all didn't know. Ryan Nall is an inside joke here on ADC Sports, of course. <laughs> uh, Toxic Tom says, Ryan Nall needs to, hum- needs to come home. Let's see here. Nicholas says, I would love Joey Porter Jr. We would love to trade up. We would we would have to trade up for him too, says Nicholas, which is what you mentioned too as well. And I think just the overall uh, perception of uh, where Devin Witherspoon is going. Professor O says, maybe they think that Witherspoon to Philly at 10 could happen and they wanted to do some due diligence. Uh, that due could- diligence, everyone. Cowboys fans' favorite words. Yeah, <laughs> due diligence. <laughs> not Not really. <laughs> What do you got? All right. So I got Bolden's report up. Um, I watch uh, all my games in chronological order because, like you said, it's important to see how they improve throughout the season. And his worst game was the first one I watched, and his best game was a, a second to last one. And I watched four for each prospect. So okay. he did show improvement over the year. They were all 22 games, but this guy's a DQ guy. If the Cowboys can get over the fact he played at Jackson State, like, He's that's a legit shot. Yeah. All right. I love it. One takeaway from this right now, I can tell you this is either you or, or I have to write about this on adcsports.com. We need we need to come up with a with a good article for that because that's a that's a nice connection. I like it, and especially since we're talking about a sleeper there, uh, it would make a lot of sense. But all right, let's. Is there one guy that maybe? And man, if I don't ask you something about these guys, bring it up too, man. <laughs> like, let's, yeah. let's not leave anything on the table. Moving on to safety. Ryan Branch, I know that we talked about him, but there are also seven interviewees at the safety position. Quite interesting because Donovan Wilson might, you know, head elsewhere in free agency. And sure, we can talk about the Cowboys having Malik Hooker we can talk about them having uh, Jaron Kears and maybe even a versatile guy like Israel Mukwamu. But Dan Quinn likes his three safety sets. He likes playing that big nickel defense. So it would make a lot of sense that the Cowboys also add a safety. What did you see out of those guys that they interviewed? Ryan Branch, J.L. Skinner, Trey Dion the third. What, what did you see out of that group? So it's interesting. Like Branch, as you mentioned earlier, he's a star player, and I just started watching him not too long ago, like earlier today. So he would predominantly play nickel if he came to Dallas. He's someone mm-hmm. you'd probably have to take in the first round. So knowing the Cowboys in safety, that's not a really big possibility. Nope. But if you're looking for your Donovan Wilson replacement, it's JL Skinner. We know the Cowboys have their affinity for Boise State players. Yep. <laughs> and JL is that dude. He, let's see, what did he come in at? Let me pull it up real quick. Yeah, the Boise State connection is real in Dallas. 100%. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Let's see, JL measured in at 6'4, 209, 32 inch arms. I mean, He's fitting the DQ mold, and he's built like Donovan Wilson. So he 
he plays a lot in the box. I haven't watched him yet, but from I know um, Devin Jackson, one of my buddies, is a really big fan of him. Uh, Lance Sirline comped him to Ronnie Harrison. Oh, that's quite the comp. Yeah. Plays with good awareness on routes, eyes for short zone, and then sinks the play over the top. He seems like a versatile chess piece, kind of like Jaron Curse is, but in the mold of Donovan Wilson. That that would be that would be interesting. And at the same time, I think that the Cowboys are well positioned to I mean, Malik Cooker is clearly a free safety type. And then with Kears, I think you have more of a versatile player. So I, I would assume that it gives you some sort of flexibility just based on who's available at the time. And maybe you can interchange a little bit the, the roles for those guys. Because Jaron Kears, like, we've seen him cover tight ends. We've seen him essentially in a linebacker type role as well. And we've also seen him up high in, in deep coverages. So I like what Jaron Kears brings to the table, obviously, like every Cowboys fan. I think that it will be felt, that impact will, will be felt uh, in the NFL draft for the Cowboys and just their decision-making at the safety position. Uh, I could see, uh, what would be the ideal spot in the draft to add a safety? This year? Um, probably rounds three to four. Hopefully you get a comp pick and can address it with a fourth-round comp. Um the top of the class. I mean, there were some good athletes, the Illinois kids stand out, but haven't got their tape yet, and I haven't seen them being talked about too highly. Like, let's see, the only one I can think of other than Brian Branch is Antonio Johnson out of Texas A&M. He's another big body guy. Christopher Smith and Jordan Battle, they're probably round two to round three type of guys, so yeah, right. round three to round four is like probably your sweet spot for safety this year. And it becomes even like more interesting with the Cowboys because I, I know that we like to hate on the Cowboys front office every chance that we get, right? But overall, uh, I think that the argument that some people have made and I have made on primetime too is they do a good job drafting. Like if you compare them throughout the league, they're a good drafting team. And I thought it was pretty interesting that last year, as much as we love BPA and best player available, it seemed, I mean, unless it was like a crazy coincidence, that they went by team needs instead of best player available, right? And it they still went, worked. Yeah, it worked. It worked like, I mean, it was one of the best rookie classes in the entire NFL. So I could see them doing that same thing again. Yeah, very easily. I mean, Will McClay has proved he deserves our trust as much as I hate the pick initially or not. He's, yeah, he's earned my trust. Yep, definitely. Who do you think? Who's your early Tyler Smith prediction in the sense that you know who, who's the guy that could start trending up as we get closer to the NFL draft, and we as Cowboys fans in general just like uh, start second guessing it before the Cowboys prove us that he's the guy. Do you have an early prediction of who who could be that guy? Uh, for round one. Yeah, for round one. Hmm. That's a tough question. I'm sorry for putting you in the spot. <laughs> like no, you're good. I'm looking at my board right now. Um, I don't think many fans would question if JSN was the pick, and he easily could be. I yep. think the one that isn't getting talked about enough that a lot of fans would question is Osiris Torrance, the guard out of Florida. Yeah. He's pretty heavy-footed, and like this film was still pretty good, but 
there's some noticeable flaws and a first round guard isn't super valuable. He's not going to be Zach Martin for you. So that would, if he was the pick, that would probably leave some fans with some questions. And I, I, I could also see it happening just based on, you know, maybe, maybe they five is uh, five offensive linemen might be like a, a regular type number, I would guess, in the NFL scouting combine interviews. But clearly the Cowboys, and, and we talked about this on primetime last week, there is a bigger need at offensive line than we like to admit. Like, I, I just don't know who's playing left guard. Uh, maybe they keep Tyron. I mean, it sounds like they're keeping Tyron. And then Tyler Smith could be your left guard and Tyron, your left tackle. That would probably be your best five. But... It's still a need. You still need an offensive lineman just based on Tyron's health history. And I could see the Cowboys just picking that left guard. And maybe Tyron is even your swing tackle in the 2023 season, right? He could be. I mean, the doors are wide open for the Cowboys offensive line right now. Yeah, I, I would agree there, definitely. Uh, can Torrance play left guard, says Danny Savage? I would assume that the answer to that is yes, but what do you think? Um, I'm trying to think where he took most of his snaps this year. I believe it was left guard, but I mean, I'm under the assumption, like it's really only a footwork change. And if you're in yeah. Dallas, you're working with Duke Mayweather. So shouldn't be too hard of a transition. Yeah. Speaking of Duke, speaking of Duke, I had this guy that, you know, uh, Daniel Jeremiah compared to Tyler Smith in the sense that he is a guy that still needs to, to do a lot of work. Jeff Schwartz quoted a tweet from me saying that he would be uh, testing insanely well, but then he got injured. What do you think about Jalen Duncan out of Maryland? I don't know if you have watched him closely, but uh, Daniel Jeremiah mentioned that he could be this player that's one year away, and and he compared it with Tyler Smith, and he said that he was working with Duke, and I immediately said, you know what? He's in the Cowboys draft watch for me just because of that. Yeah, so I haven't seen a lot of them. I believe, if I'm not mistaken, he was a senior bowl guy. So yeah. I saw a little bit of him in um, practice there. But from what I can tell, he looks quite athletic. It's a shame he got hurt. Um, but maybe round three type of guy? I'm not too sure, honestly. He is not someone that's blown up in mock drafts quite yet. But I've heard decent things about people from him about him when people talk about him all right awesome let me read some of the questions comments in the chat and then we will get into perhaps one of the most controversial uh, aspects of the cowboys draft we will get a little bit into that but let me see here in the chat uh, professor osis maryland has four pretty solid prospects this year and yeah i've heard that when you watch maryland tape you're getting a four by one professor o said that the other day yeah very much so. Maryland usually has one or two dudes on their team. Michael says, I can totally base them taking Darnell Washington just because of his blocking ability in the run game and his pass catching ability and the duties in a slow tight end. Don't be surprised if he is the pick. Freak of an athlete with size and ability. Plus, Tyler, uh, Dalton Schultz is not likely to stay. And we know that the McCarthy offense... I mean, 20 to 35% change, but it still will be a Mike McCarthy offense. He's he's going to want some tight ends. Oh, yeah, but I'm not even sure Darnell's going to be there after the week he had. Like, he put on a show at the Combine. And like Michael said, he literally is a, another offensive lineman. 
What did he measure? Oh, that? it was absurd. That's I love that statement. I have not watched any anything about Darnell Washington. I just know that the hype is high right now around his name. So yeah, you're he saying in, he's he's not gonna be there. He came in at six seven two sixty four. He's legit another offensive lineman out there, but I'm not so sure the Cowboys are very interested in tight end. I mean, we saw Jake Ferguson and Peyton Anderson have good years from where they were picked. So uh, they met with Dalton Kincaid, who's a borderline round one guy. Luke Schoenmacher out of Michigan, he's a probably round four, round five guy. The guy that they met with, but like it was informal, that I would like in Dallas is Cameron Latu out of Alabama. He won't wow you athletically, but he's a reliable middle-of-the-field target, can block. He's a guy you can probably get in rounds four or five. He seems like a very cowboy-esque type of pick. There you go. There you go. I'm, hey, I would I would probably like it maybe. <laughs> Anyways, ladies and gentlemen, uh, before we get into the big – well, actually, I will toss out this question in the YouTube chat and the Facebook chat. You let me know your answers to this because we're about to you know, ask Tyler about the one thing that some Cowboys fans dream about and some others also dream about, but it's nightmares. So are you pro or against drafting Bijan Robinson in the first round? Let us know in the chat if you're watching on Facebook or YouTube. And in the meantime, let me talk to you about our friends over at FreemanMazda.net because as every Sunday through Thursday night, we need to discuss the ride of the week. As always, Freeman Mazda, it's a family-owned business, has been so for over 65 years, and you can check out their dealership over at Irving, Texas. You can also check out their wide range of new and used vehicles over at freemanmazda.net. And in there, you can check out the pictures of every car. You can check out the features of them. And in this case, as we do every night, the ride of the week is the new 2024 CX90 3.2 Turbo Preferred Plus All-Wheel Drive. This one starts at $47,900. It's got all-wheel drive. It's got Apple CarPlay slash Android Auto, a Wi-Fi hotspot, which is an obvious game changer, adaptive cruise control, a sunroof, third row sitting, perfect for families, and a miles per gallon capacity of 24 when you are in the city. That it goes up to 28 when you are in the highway. Are you pro or against Vijan Robinson? Let us know. This was the Freeman Mazda ride of the week brought to you by Freeman Mazda. So, all right. Let's see what you guys have to say in the chat. Let's see here. Pro, says Brian. I'm pro pick. Best player available. Always. Just my opinion, says Ricky Brogan. Uh, let's see here. Professor O's is against super deep running back class, and we just gave Pollard the franchise tag. And, and perfect day for us to talk about this because Professor O is right. The Pollard franchise tag plays a major role in this. Do you think that rules out drafting Vijan Robinson, Tyler? Uh, even before the franchise tag, I think it's important to address they did not meet with him at the combine. I thought that was interesting too. Yeah, like there's been a lot of talk about Bijan's the Cowboys, but as of right now, there's no formal interest in him. That's interesting.
they have been notori- they're the notoriously tipping their hand every year. Yep. And 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 they it's not like they didn't meet with any high end running back either because they meet they, they met with Jameer Gibbs if I'm not mistaken. They did and Devon Achain who's an Olympic track star like down in Texas A&M. That's that's weird. I, I'm surprised by that. I, I would have assumed that they would at least meet with John Robinson just based on how they do things. And we all know Jerry's a businessman. He wants the attention. Like, why did he not at least do it for the attention? Yep. Oh, man, that's that's a good nugget. <laughs> that is a good nugget that he didn't meet with them at the Combine. Uh, Toxic Tom says, why not trade up to get another running back? Why not? Oh, man. Uh, <laughs> if he's still there, then Dallas picks. Uh, oh, sorry. Gilbert says, if he's still there when Dallas picks, then I say taken. Uh, shout out shout out to Bob Sturm from The Athletic, one of the best in the business, in my opinion. He tweeted out, I think it was over the weekend, he said, it's not the same to talk about Ezekiel Elliott being taken fourth overall against Bijan Robinson uh, late in the first round. Uh, so I don't know what his take is just on, on Robinson overall, but he might be right. Like, what if the Cowboys do not expect him to be there? Uh, I'm not buying that just because, I mean, they 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 had Witherspoon, they had Jordan Addison, so I would assume they would expect him to be there too. Like, they're definitely doing homework if someone starts to fall. Running yep. back's a position that's not valuable. You would think it would fall. If they had serious interest, I would think they would have met with him. Yep, I agree. They did meet, though, with four of them. So that could tell us that they are looking to add somebody, though, uh, at, at some point in the NFL draft, even if they keep Ezekiel Elliott, maybe. And Malik Davis is a interesting aspect of this conversation because he looked he looked legit. Yeah. What do you think they do there? Do you, do you think they grab a running back? It really just depends on the Zeke situation, man. It's like too hard to say. If he's back, like maybe someone around six or seven, if someone's there and the value's good on him, like they're supposed to be a round four player and they're still there, I could definitely see it. Otherwise, like if Zeke stays, I mean, Malik Davis was a UDFA, if I'm not mistaken. So, yep. And he produced. So, why would they start drafting him again? Yeah, it's weird. Uh, we might be able to conclude like the running back interviews for the Cowboys on the combine might tell us more about Ezekiel Elliott than that. He tells us about the, their actual draft strategy, in my opinion. Yeah, I would agree. It, it might tell us that, that they, they are willing to move on from him from number 21, which is uh, a little bit opposed to what they have said publicly because they, they have essentially uh, talked positive stuff about sick all these times. So, could be considered as a surprise if they move on from him, but seems more real every every development that we hear about. It seems more real. Plus, also, you're not going to franchise stack Tony Pollard. You're not going to give him $10.1 million fully guaranteed and not make him the featured back. Right. Like, you're paying him for a reason. Why would not you not use him? Yeah. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we are uh, reaching the final stretch of this show Tyler, is there something that you are, you, you are thinking, man, damn it, Mo, why didn't you ask me about this right now? Something that you want to add before we get out of here? Um, There is one interesting name, and that's at linebacker. 
We right. don't know what's going to happen with Leighton Vander Esch. And they formally met with Texas linebacker DeMarvian Overshawn. He's a converted safety, has very good athleticism. Um, let's see, he tested a 9.42 with RAS. Uh, he, I could see him being a cowboy. He's a converted safety, like I said already. He has good coverage ability. He fills run lanes. Like He might be a little lighter in the pants than LVE is, but He's a very interesting name. All right. I like it. Uh, we didn't get that much into the defensive line. I'm sorry about that. But we will. We, we, we need to have you back on the show at some point uh, during this draft process, Tyler, if you will join us. Uh, I would love to have you back on the show. But, you know, for now, I appreciate your time. Where can people find you on social media? Where can they find you on ADC Sports? Of course, we know that you're right there. I need to plug ADC Sports in there. But where else can they find Tyler Browning's content? Yeah, um, pretty much all my content is exclusively on A to Z right now. I do have a sub stack where I post just individualized scouting reports that are not team specific. That sub stack is called Tyler's War Room. And then on Twitter, you can find me at Diabetic Tyler. Yeah, must follow, by the way. Must follow on Twitter. Uh, great, great clips that you can find in there in Draft Insight. Uh, I agree. I agree with Charlie and Evans. Great show. Thanks to Tyler. Uh, great stuff from Professor O as well. Thank you. I appreciate all of you. That will be it for us tonight. Tyler, I appreciate you. And as always, remember that you can find uh, adcsports.com slash Dallas. You can find more articles in there. We have a new website. We can say it now. We can announce it now. We have we a do. new website and it looks dope. <laughs> so uh, check it out. And as always, remember that primetime is brought to you by our friends over at premiummazda.net. I will see you tomorrow night, 8 p.m. Central. We will have the one cool thing of the week and much more. Thank you very much. Nos vemos. Hasta mañana. Adiós.